Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host, and this is episode 70. This week on the show, we have as our guest Robert Harrington. Robert is the owner of and founder of Danger Moose Entertainment and has a new game on Kickstarter called Serpent Stones. Robert and I have been talking about uh, together for quite a, actually a couple of months now to bring this uh, to bring this game to market. And now that it is there, I thought I'd have him on the show and we can talk about kind of the journey that he's gone through. Robert, wel- welcome to the show. Thank you, Richard. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it is. We've talked off and on now. It's been a couple of months. This game has uh, has taken a little while to uh, to come to market, but it's been quite a while that you've been working on it, right? I've been working on the project for about seven years now. So tell us a little bit about Serpent Stones. Well, uh, Serpent Stones is a, a fast place two-player uh, card battle um, where you become an Aztec priest who's in charge of a team of Aztec warriors, and you must capture your opponent's temple stone. Um, it's a very, uh, it, it plays very much like a traditional card game, but with all the strategy of an epic war board game. And uh, a typical game or match takes about five minutes to play, and uh, I think it's a pretty unique and innovative game, and uh, I'm excited to bring it to market. Okay, so here's an interesting question, because uh, who created the game? (laughs) Uh, I do not know. And here's why. Uh, The game is actually based on an original game played back in ancient Mesoamerica, or the Aztecs, about 600 years ago. At least that's what the story that I heard uh, says. Um, uh, A long time ago, I was uh, given some information uh, from a friend of mine about a discovery that he had found down while doing some uh, missionary work in Mexico. And uh, he had come across this uh, adobe slab that has impressions in the board. Uh, on the surface, and uh, there were obsidian arrowheads in a bag that were sitting on the adobe slab. He had asked about it, and he was told that this was a game that was called Itzcoatl. Uh, Itzcoatl is a uh, Aztec word, um, their language, Nahuatl, and uh, it means obsidian snake. And uh, it is actually named for the pattern that the obsidian arrowheads form on the board as the game is played. And there is a pretty magical story uh, behind this game as well that uh, we're posting on our website, too, to kind of do a promotion. The website serpentstones.com, right? Yes, yes. And the project's on Kickstarter. It's called Serpent Stones on Kickstarter, and it's being done through Game Salute. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk a little bit then about the, the project itself. Seven years in the making – uh, you've kind of ramped this up, and now it's uh, you put it out on Kickstarter. Um, kind of what was that process that you went through to get it get it to Kickstarter? Wow. Uh, well, uh, the project had actually been sitting for a little bit of time, and um, an event had happened in my life where I made a decision to say, you know, you, you only live once, and you've got to uh, make things happen. So um, I went out and I pursued the project on my own, uh, thinking of trying to decide whether I just wanted to make this a, a card game or make it a, a video interpretation of the game, make it uh, based after the original board game. Uh, I discovered that after uh, doing the research that using a card mechanic was really the best way to do it. And um, uh, getting it to, to Kickstarter, I had discovered Kickstarter back in, in October um, while doing some development and having meet, uh, met a couple key people that had told me about Kickstarter who were also doing some funding projects on it, um, 
I discovered that this looked like a really good way to get the funding uh, going so that I could finally get Serpent Stones to market. Uh, I just had no idea uh, what path or direction I needed to go to really get that, get that to, to happen. Um, there were people that were doing it. Uh, I did my best to try and emulate that, but um, uh, at one point I finally got together with uh, a, a gentleman who you've interviewed a number of times, Dan Yarrington, uh, who gave me some counsel on how to get it uh, onto Kickstarter, and he and I collaborated, and so we were able to finally launch it. And we launched it live uh, through a, we tr you know, a little experiment through doing a kind of a webinar webcast. We launched it live a couple of weeks ago. And right now, let's take a look at the project because yes. what we want to talk about is, is we talk a lot to a lot of people about bringing the project. We talk to a lot of people about ending the project. Uh, right now, we're going to talk about you're in the right in the middle of your project. Two weeks ago, you launched it. There's mm -hmm. 30, 33 days left. You have uh, 31 backers and you've raised $2,800. That $2,800 is 57% of your goal. Now, nice. for those who would like to see these statistics, I'm actually on KickTrack, K-I-C-K-T is in Tom, R-A-Q dot com, um, which is where we can look at this. And we can see the average backer. Right now, the estimated projection that you're – it looks like um, you have a really good chance that this thing is going to succeed based on KickTrack's projection statistics. Well, that's good news. That is good news, but – that's not necessarily how you're feeling right now, is it? Uh, I can't say that it is. Uh, if you take a look at the statistics that are there now, we're seeing a little bit of, uh, I guess you could call kind of some flatlining there that have occurred over the past five or six days. And, that, and, and everybody who's either been on my show, whoever's done a Kickstarter project or who watches them knows this is that dreaded dead period in between the, you know, <laughs> kind of the launch and the ending, and then you get this, this dead period. Now, in your case... You know, you're trucking along. I'm looking here. You're getting, oh, you, know, you could do a little better, but you're getting about every other day a backer's coming in and supporting mm -hmm. you. How, tell me a little bit so that somebody else is going to be in the exact same position you are right now, and that is they're going to launch their Kickstarter project or they're going to be backing one, and they're going to be right in the middle of it, and they're going to feel like the thing has died. Is that what you're feeling like? Uh, a little bit. I, I can't deny that that is a little bit how I feel. Um, obviously, I had some uh, great expectations seeing the success that some other uh, people have had on Kickstarter with, with some other great projects that have been put out there. Give me, give me, and, exa give uh, me an example. What are some of the ones that you've, oh, you've watched? Well, I tell you what, uh, uh, Carnival was a, was a great success from Dice Hate Me Game. Right. And uh, they, ironically, they're actually uh, giving me a little bit of hand on uh, doing some of the promotion uh, a little bit behind the scenes. Yeah, they're, in their case, a uh, little bit different situation because they were one of the first uh, to get out there and get noticed. Uh, yes. Yeah, they, they're more pro there as many Kickstarter projects running live right now as ran in all of 2011. So uh, the competition's a little tighter. So, yeah, I can understand that. Anybody else that just recently you've been watching? Uh, you know, I, I've really been watching the uh, Ouya project, which is an amazing <laughs> project, I must say. So you're disappointed that you haven't raised $3 million in the first two days. <laughs> right. They're up to something uh, close to $6 million at this point, I believe. That's right. So, oh, okay. I can understand a little bit of disappointment if that was your, <laughs> if that was your metric. So tell me, as you're feeling this, and again, backer, uh, project owners are going to be in the exact same boat. What is it that you're feeling that you need to do or how you can uh, – what are some of the things that you're trying to do to get through this? 
Well, I, I tell you, despite having a little bit of a, an acceptance that the fact that there is a, a lull, a, a point where there is just uh, five or six days of one Z, two Z uh, backers who might find you at happenstance and still back you anyway, um, I, I think that uh, there's a couple things that I have uh, decided as this campaign goes that I want to do to get my name out there and come up with some additional incentives to have people do some um, – either increase their pledges or get them on board in kind of different and unusual ways. Okay. Um, uh, firstly, uh, the one thing I really have to do is I have to get out to some of the local uh, – to, to some of the gaming conventions such as uh, we have uh, Gen Con coming up in August, and I absolutely have to go to that. And are you going? I am going to go. Yes. Do you have a Do you have a booth, or are you going to be part of the Game Salute booth? I will be part of kick, uh, part of Game Salute. Okay. So you'll personally be there showing off the game. Yes. Okay. So that's one. That's one step. Uh, a couple other things that I have is uh, I have to uh, do a lot more marketing, get get my name out there even more so through the the, the blogosphere, through Twitter, through Facebook. Uh, through Board Game Geek, I have to uh, get uh, publish a designer diary um, and also reach out to a number of um, additional people that do podcasts and uh, online publishing of, of games. Okay. And is this the type of thing that you had in mind before the project started? Or is this the type of thing that now it's just a sense of urgency? Because here's why I'm asking this question, to be fair. This isn't your full-time job. No, it's not. And your full-time job is a full-time job. <laughs> yes, it is. Right? And here yes. you find yourself spending a significant amount of your – almost every spare moment doing all of this stuff that you just talked about or working on it. Um, is it, is it fair to say that, you know, hey, I should have done all of this beforehand? Or, or are we just talking about the reality that the amount of work that goes into a Kickstarter project sometimes just can't be – identified until you actually do it you can you can look at the work that you have invested before you've actually taken the, the leap and posted the project on the kickstarter and of course you know you can say to yourself boy i wish i had done this better i wish i had my website uh better designed i wish that i had uh, maybe an additional marketing incentive or another uh another something to offer as a promotional item uh, that being said, um, there are a number of additional items that I have had in mind to offer through the Kickstarter campaign, which are still pending, and they're going to become part of the campaign. I've just kind of put them on hold a little bit just to kind of see where we're, where we're at with the campaign. Okay. And, and, and the reason I brought this up was because there, we have to be – we have to uh, – I guess what I'm going to try to say, we have to address the reality that we yeah. just can't do everything that we can think of, <laughs> right? There's just, there's only so much time. There's only so many things. There's only one of you. That's correct. No, and you're absolutely right there. I have spread myself quite thin, but, uh, you know, this has been a seven year la uh, labor of love for me and it's something that I really want to make happen. And I still have enough bandwidth in my in my schedule and in my life to make some of these other things that I want to use to support the the campaign happen, and you'll see some of those come to fruition in the next uh, week or so uh, during the Kickstarter campaign. Okay, so um, right now, a couple. Of, so to come back to to make you feel better, what we already did that a little bit. You passed the thirty percent mark. 
Yes. And for those listeners who want to know, Kickstarter says 90% of projects that pass the 30% mark of funding go on to fund, 90%. It's not 100%, but it's 90% of the time. KickTrack is what they do. KickTrack takes all of the board game projects and compares them to you, your board game project, takes that formula, and then, and then creates an experimental projection based on basically all the other projects that have been there, the hundreds of projects before. And right now they're saying that you're going to reach somewhere between four and $6,000. Your goal is $5,000. So right now that is dead on, uh, dead on. If you get to $4,000 and you're you know, just $1,000 away towards the last couple of days, we always see that spike. We always see that spike. And I'm going to ask you about a, a little bit of a spike. I'm looking at, um, do you know what happened? I see a, a day that funding did very well. Yes. Um, it wasn't your launch day, but it was a day that you had, uh, looks like three backers, um, and you raised, you know, five, four, five hundred dollars. Oh, uh, that was, I believe, the fourth or fifth day. Let me t- get back to the kick track. Uh, oh, that was about the seventh or eighth day where we had a little bit of a spike there, too. Yeah, any we? idea where that came from? Uh, I think we had uh, someone who was interested in the project go ahead and pledge a little bit extra than uh, just the one of the normal. Got it. Um, pledges. Got it. Those are the ones that you know. Those are the ones that come through and help and help out. They they really do. Absolutely. Okay. So now um, you you've done this whole process. Looks like it's going to fund. What happens uh, now? You know, in about thirty because you got about thirty days, and this is mm-hmm. when people come to me and ask me for advice. And I shared this with you just earlier before we got on the show was that in. Most projects are about 30 days, um, although board game projects are starting to creep up into the 40-day mark as on average. But you, there's one way to look at this, and that is on fr- this coming Friday, you will have 30 days left, and you will have about $2,000 to raise. So you have a 30-day campaign. It's almost like you want to relaunch your campaign and not think about the fact that you're falling short of your $5,000 goal, but instead just think, I've got 30 days to raise $2,000. Right. And sometimes that helps to, to kind of refocus. Um, now, you've got a great story. I've, I've loved following the story about the discovery of the game, uh, where the game came from. Uh, it, it's kind of fun. I have a copy of it. Um, it's a great prototype that we're planning on playing here at my house with, uh, with my family and, and game group. So I think you're doing everything right, but that still doesn't just take away the fact that there's just that sense of frustration that you wish that you could do more right now. Oh, you know, un- until you actually pass the threshold that uh, that that goal, that five thousand dollar mark, that is our threshold. Uh, until you step past it and maybe get even a little bit more past that, it just as kind of a, a a couple of additional pledges to make sure that none of them drop off. Uh, until you get to that point, of course, there's that uneasy feeling that you're always going to have that it, this this project that I've been working on for for seven years is just not going to to make it. Right. Now, the good news is, again, for listeners, is that it, let's suppose it doesn't make it. Let's suppose you get to the what, – what's the bad part of it not making it? Well, if it doesn't fund, uh, the worst that would happen is I uh, – <laughs> you know, I, I feel a little, little upset about it, but then I, I pause. I recollect myself, and I guess a couple months uh, down the road I can uh, – Tweak reassess, it? tweak it, and uh, throw it back onto Kickstarter and see if uh, a fresh new strategy and campaign might uh, 
might work. And the word of mouth is already there from the first campaign, so even that would help. But nonetheless, I still am pretty confident that uh, we're going to be able to make it through this one. I'm confident, too. You are going to be able to make it. Uh, the, the purpose of the question, though, is, and you answered it, is for those who are listening is that – and I did this with our Ace of Spies campaign. We tried and experimented mm-hmm. with some things. We got to about halfway mark and thought, you know what? This isn't working the way we thought it would. We pulled the plug, waited about two or three days retooled it, changed some things, relaunched it, and found our funding goal. Uh, there's nothing bad other than you just – you have to kind of swallow your pride. But there's nothing necessarily right. bad that, oh, this this failed. No, just retweak it and, and try again. Right, and let me let me point out one other thing, and it's using another example that, that was out there is we were, we're seeing um, – you've had uh, Crash Games on your uh, show. A couple of times, yep. Couple times, and they were struggling quite a bit with their game, uh, The Lost Dutchman. Yep. And I didn't think they were going to fund. Uh, I went ahead and uh, helped them out. I think you helped them out a little bit too. And uh, we noticed that with the last couple of days that they had a good seven thousand dollars to go, and they were able to raise that in, I think, as short a time as two days and make it happen. Right. Yep. So yeah. Y- it's that last few days. You almost wish that you could just get rid of the, the whole time in between and just go from your launch to your end <laughs> right. and just say, okay, let's just get it over with. Yeah. Um, but this in between is kind of the time for people to get comfortable with it, get used to it. And I think people always need to remember that that push at the end oftentimes is because of this lull in the middle. People are, are hearing you. People are hearing mm-hmm. you. They're just not motivated to actually make a, an actionable item at, the, at the, this point. Right, and and that's the challenge on my part is to find those those ways to to make them take action. Well, Robert, uh, we're going to have you back on the show in about a month when this funds, and you're going to tell us kind of you know the steps that you took to be successful because it is going to fund. Uh, guarantee it right here. We will guarantee that it's going to fund, um, and then we'll get to you know have some fun because you're going to be at Gen Con. I'll probably see you there. Yep. Uh, we're going to uh, we'll just have you back on the show and we'll talk a little bit. We'll take a few minutes and just have you back and talk about kind of the process that you went through to share with people this, you know, down in the dumps, kind of this valley that you're in right now. And then what it feels like to be on the other end of, of a successfully funded Kickstarter project. Well, I, I appreciate that. And uh, thank you very much for having me. It's been great. You've been listening to funding the dream on Kickstarter episode 70 with Robert Harrington and serpent stones. You can find it on Kickstarter right now. As of the recording of this, it has 33 days to go. You can find it on kick track, that's kicktraq.com and kind of see how statistically it's doing. Right now it says it's doing fairly well. Or you can go to serpentstones.com and check out the game and a little bit about the history. I think it's a fascinating history, and I am uh, I love the uh, Mesoamerica and Aztecs, so I've enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you've heard something that has been inspiring that you've enjoyed. We look forward to having your Kickstarter project out there so that we can help you fund your dream. Thanks for listening. Take care.